Hey, thank you for joining us today for Music Marvels with the Chickwood Beats and Breezy Gibson. I am music producer Chickwood Beats. And entrepreneur Breezy Gibson right here. And we're glad that you've tuned in, got it radio dial locked in, and, you know, super huge shout out to our home stations, Grander Radio out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Sparks Radio out of Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh, you know, it's just a tremendous time we got lined up for you. Of course, there's going to be music industry news, beats by yours truly. And then we also have a special guest joining us today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That one and only the entertainer, the stage performer, the one and only Duffy in the house. (laughs) Yes. So we're definitely excited to bring this show to you. And, uh, you know, hey, without any further ado, what do you say we just go ahead and get to it? Yeah, yeah, push a button. All right, let's go.
we're back with music industry news. Been a lot of different things kind of buzzing around. We've selected the best of the best for you. Uh, Universal Music Group has generated $2.93 billion just in the second quarter of this year. So that figure was up 8.8% from the same quarter last year. And there was a 13% boost in subscription streaming revenue, which was, you know, hey, that's always a good thing. And a 12.1% gain in its merchandising and other revenue segments. So those were the key leaders overall recorded music revenue, which includes streaming plus physical and all that were uh, $2.26 billion, which was up 10.9% from the same quarter last year. So, you know, a lot of big changes. Um, It's kind of good to compare exactly where they are now to where they were last year. So we can see the changes overall, not just from quarter to quarter. And um, hey, with all that kind of growth, that means that things are looking up. I think people are spending their money on music or spending their time uh, streaming it. So, hey, it's always kind of good to watch what the biggest music companies are doing to kind of gauge where the industry's at. Well, yeah, you know, you know, hey, it never hurts to follow success. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if they're showing a, a, a model that is productive uh, as far as uh, income is, is concerned, uh, profits and so forth, hey, might as well. Yeah. All right. The U.S.-based performance rights organization BMI is in renewed sales talks. So last August, they were talking about selling and they wanted somewhere between $1.5 billion to $3 billion, but they weren't getting the offers that they wanted. So they just went ahead and shut down talks. Uh, two months later after that was when they announced that they were switching to a for-profit model. So that way it would be a more attractive acquisition target in quotes. So now they're starting to get back out there. Now they changed the business model and I wouldn't be surprised if somebody did snatch it up, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, you know, people are always talking about ASCAP. I think BMI would like to be mentioned more frequently just as ASCAP is, or maybe even CSAC for that matter. But yeah, we'll kind of keep an eye on that and see where it goes. What do you think, Breeze? Well, documentation beats conversation every day. So once they show a track record of success, then it's okay. But before they do that, and it's only conversation and, and talk, then you sit back and, and watch. Yeah. To make sure that it's, it's it's totally flowing the way that you want to it to flow in order to transfer something like that to you yourself. So hey, always remember documentation beats conversation every day. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, Utopia. Um, I mentioned with the last time that we talked about this that, you know, hopefully we'd see some changes with some of the changes that they've been making, the tweaks that they've been making to their business. But unfortunately, they've called in liquidators at their R&D divisions in the UK and Finland. So sources say that the R&D division staff expected to get their regular monthly salary on Tuesday, July 25th, but instead they were told to pursue the appointed liquidators for the wages that they're owed. So the R&B department in Stockholm is going to remain the main hub of its research and development. Roughly 5% of the staff were cut from this new thing. But remember, we told you last November, Utopia had laid off, 
uh, 20% of its workforce. And then again, in April, it dropped 15% of its employees. And at its peak, Utopia had around 1,200 employees, but now they're down to somewhere between 430 and 440 people. So unfortunately, these tweaks that they've been making haven't been sending to help. Uh, we'll have to see what's gonna go on um, you know, going forward. But man, they've just been selling things back you know, after making all these acquisitions. So I believe it's been three companies that they've offloaded within a short time frame after they purchased them. And then, you know, we keep seeing these staff cuts on top of that. So it looks like one of those things that they bit off a lot more than they can chew and they're trying to correct it. We'll see what happens. Well, sometimes in the business world, a business can grow too fast mm-hmm. and it can grow, it can grow much faster than what its foundation can actually support. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, it's not a good thing. So slow growth is better than any growth. But when you have rapid growth, then there's always room for improvements or room for disasters. So take it slow. Good advice. All right. Activision is suing a music critic to fend off um, his claims for TikTok audio copying. So the video game maker Activision sued an internet personality named Anthony Fantano, I believe is how you pronounce it, in response to him threatening that he was going to sue the company. So what Activision is doing by suing him is seeking a declaration that syncing his viral audio clip to one of its TikTok videos doesn't violate his publicity rights or even imply that he endorsed the company because TikTok's terms of service allow it to use the audio and any reasonable person wouldn't think that he was actually endorsing Activision or the video. So this is kind of an interesting case because depending on how this goes, um, you know, it can set a precedent. The, the audio is there for people to use. I don't understand who doesn't understand that anytime they upload these videos. Not all of it guess remains your sole property you know a lot of this is included in the terms and services that many people tend to ignore so just because a company decided to use it doesn't mean that you're owed more money or you know people are gonna think oh no you know this guy's endorsing them and maybe I was mad at them because they didn't give me a refund for this game I didn't like or something like that but you know it's definitely something that could set a precedent I believe that Activision is in the right to use it, but we'll have to see what a judge says. What do you think? <laughs> well, it's on the hand, in the hands of the judge, so uh, you know, uh, I, I, not too much I can say about that until <laughs> it's thoroughly reviewed and thoroughly decided on. Uh, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I guess my my biggest concern is if he were to com- to win a complaint like that then going forward, who's to stop people from suing, you know, other users from reusing audio, um, you know, and TikTok and Reels. So, you know, it could be a slippery slope. So, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. But yeah, it's definitely, there's a broader picture at hand here with this. And so, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, it's not going to be just a, a, a slam bam court case that's going to be long and drawn out with all of the statistics and criteria involved and so forth so let me get my uh, bag of popcorn box of popcorn so I can sit back and (laughs) eat some popcorn and watch that one yeah 
All right, so good news. Sound Exchange has collected over a billion dollars in digital royalties from over 3,600 streaming platforms last year. So a couple things. That's a lot of money and 3,600 streaming platforms. That's how much they've collected from it. That's not even saying that that's, you know, everything that's out there. But I just kind of want to reiterate something that we've been sharing and uh, kind of repeating since the beginning. There's a lot of streaming platforms out there. So, you know, you definitely have to think bigger than the ones that we hear about more frequently, especially in the U.S. Because, you know, half the time, if you ask somebody where their music is, they might say everywhere. And really, they just mean Apple, Spotify, Tidal. Or, you know what I mean? Like some of the, the major ones that we buzz about around uh, the U.S. a lot, but there's so many out there. So just to give you a, a clear cut idea of the volume that we're talking, 3,600 streaming platforms uh, Sound Exchange was able to collect digital royalties for. So the president and CEO of the company says that the resurgence of live music last year was a significant contributing factor and the fact that the organization has been persistent in you know, trying to advance fairness for creators in Congress. So in total, with this new figure that they got last year, it brought them over the $9 billion mark in royalty payments since its inception in 2023. So they've collected over $9 billion in the last 20 years. That's incredible. That's great. Uh, to make sure that the money's actually meeting the creators <laughs> as it's supposed to. And yeah, just a lot of interesting tidbits in that story, wouldn't you say? Yeah, well, see, the big dogs, though, they're going to want to make you think that they're the only ones doing these things. They're the only ones in business. Mm -hmm. They're the only ones that are capable. But as we know, you know, when you research, you can find a lot of other businesses, business opportunities, businesses that are up and running that can do the same job uh, with high standards uh, for lower uh, costs okay, mm. for, or for lower entwinements and so you know you just have to do your due diligence look at track records and so on and so forth um, but definitely uh, no matter what kind of business it is the big dogs are going to want to make you think that they're the only ones that can do it proficiently so uh, mm. take your time and search you never know what you might come up with that would be more amicable to you as an artist uh other than just run to the big running to the big dogs you never know yeah absolutely excellent point all right and the, you know i think it's kind of important to share some of these particular stories even though it's not directly industry related but we do tend to see things like this happen in the industry and it kind of serves as a reminder um, you know, it's kind of hard to double dip and do music and crime at the same time without it catching up to you. But uh, rapper G Herbo um, faces 25 years in prison for using stolen credit cards. And he pled guilty uh, to using stolen credit card information from the dark web for private jets, exotic car rentals, a luxury vacation rental, um, and expensive designer puppies. So as part of his plea deal, he's agreed to forfeit almost $140,000, which is the amount he used in a $1.5 million scheme that involved other people. So, you know, 
it can be tempting to try to look like you're living larger than you are but man you got to be careful when you you know dip into doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing in order to give an appearance of something that's not really there <laughs> uh, absolutely positively you know when your 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 live your means does not support your living mm-hmm. that's a, a dead giveaway right there no matter where you are when you when your means does not support the, the living and the lifestyle flags come up people start watching but yeah. people from specific other places they watch too okay and, and when they watch they're not going to say anything to you right. all they're going to do is just amass data on you yeah so gotta be careful yeah well the best thing best thing don't even do it in the first place <laughs> right there you go. You're like i'm not endorsing that at all but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't even do it in the first place yeah. If you don't, if you ain't got it, then just be satisfied right there on and 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 take some action on towards getting and having a better means of, of living and lifestyle. Right. But don't but don't do it nefariously though. Right. Because yep. I, I mean now you know your reputation's a little tarnished if you're talking about having all this money in your music, but really you just got it from stolen credit cards, then yeah so unfortunately that desire will have some lasting uh, effects that he wasn't necessarily counting on so yeah just a, a note out there like breezy said don't do it and uh, just be careful with what you are doing absolutely positive all right live nation i believe i feel like we've talked about them a lot over the last few months but um, they're expected to become the focus of an antitrust suit from the U.S. Department of Justice by the end of the year. So we had known that this would probably be coming. There's been talks about it, but this is the first time that we actually have a solid timeline. But yeah, the DOJ um, intends to claim that Live Nation is abusing its power in the live music industry and that a new case could lead to a company's breakup amid their numerous legal battles already. So, yeah, I think it was like last November when we had talked about this initially, but now this news that they actually have a time frame of getting it done comes right after they announced their positive uh, second quarter earnings. So it revealed that their uh, Q2 revenue was up 27% to $5.6 billion. The concert division was $4.63 billion, which was up 28% from the same quarter last year ticketing which you know that's what they're referring to it as but they're talking about Ticketmaster brought in 709.3 million dollars which was an increase of 23 percent and their sponsorships and advertising brought in 302.9 million which was an increase of 13 percent so you know the first this news came out that they were doing well the stock started going up and then the announcement about the DOJ uh, bringing the suit made the stock drop and so yeah we got to see how this plays out because i mean they are massive if you just take a second and google what live nation owns you can find there's a report uh, by the sec that's 10 pages long just full of their subsidiaries and different divisions and all of that so you know there's i mean again we got to wait and see how it plays out 
but they own a massive amount. So, you know, if they dig into this and say that it's not fair, they're dominating live music the way that they are, then, you know, they might be forced to kind of sell off some of those things, particularly Ticketmaster. So we'll kind of have to see how that goes. Um, something like that can really hurt a lot of those gains that we just mentioned. But um, yeah, this is going to be an interesting case. Uh, you mentioned getting out the popcorn breezy. You might want to leave it out because this is definitely going to be something to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let me get some more butter. Going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the jumbo supersize. That's right. <laughs> All right, and uh, Spotify CEO Daniel, I've never known how to pronounce his last name, full disclosure, but he sold $100 million worth of Spotify shares. And a SEC filing actually revealed that he sold 675,000 shares via DGE Investments Limited, which was an entity indirectly wholly owned by him. So nobody else owns it but that's how he chose to sell it. He disclosed the information, but supposedly it's just because he knows that Spotify is doing so well. I guess other people are gonna wanna invest, but hey, it's still important to know that he sold $100 million worth of shares. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what does that mean? What's going on? What you doing? Yeah, I'd like to know the same thing as well. But yeah, as we get more information, we'll definitely dole it out to you. All right, and this uh, last news story is kind of on the heels of opportunity. Audio Mac has been doing a lot of partnering up, but um, this time they've partnered up with Love Renaissance to discover and develop emerging artists. So it's an Atlanta-based record label and a management company. The label's going to leverage Audio Mac's artist rank system to discover and develop emerging musicians. An artist rank differentiates itself from other analytics by emphasizing engagement metrics instead of just solely play growth. So that way it'll let external partners kind of identify when an artist is building a lasting fan base. So it provides detailed data on the fan demographics and predictive data that um, interpret the artist's potential trajectory for additional development. So with their uh, resources they can say okay yeah this person has a lot of plays but maybe it's just from different people they're not actually coming back to listen which is something that a lot of people leave off when they say oh numbers don't lie yeah they do depending on <laughs> how you're looking at it so theirs actually kind of cuts above the noise to show you someone that has staying power so the fact that they actually took the time to develop this to do this shows you what different partners are looking for so, you know, I mean, you can do the gimmicky stuff, which might get you the initial boost, but if people aren't coming back to listen, that also sends a signal. So, you know, when the record labels are investing in these people, and that's exactly what they're doing, they're not giving anybody money, but they're investing because they want to see a return on their investment. And the best way to do that is to have somebody that's going to keep people coming back and not just streaming and, you know, going away from it and never clicking again. So, um, you know, once again, it's a good thing to kind of watch and see what's happening in the industry so you can kind of gauge where things are at and know where to focus your own efforts. How about that? Sounds really, really good. Yeah. And um, I'd like to give some shout outs to our radio guest from last week, Miss Oiku Dogen, and uh, broadcasting 
joining us straight out of Rome, Italy, and um, made some shockwaves last week. And she got a lot of responses from her uh, radio interview with us. And uh, so that delights us totally. And so, you know, just as a follow-up, we want to say thank you for taking that time to join us. And we hope that your listeners and followers in Italy and around the globe um, really enjoyed hearing you uh, sit in with us. Yeah, and I just wanted to remind everybody here, in case you missed that awesome and amazing interview last week with singer, jazz pianist, songwriter, lyricist, Oiko Dogen. Be sure to go to chickwithbeats.com, scroll over to the right side of the website, click on um, Music Marvel's radio show, and then go through the show archives on chickwithbeats.com, and you'll be able to find that awesome and amazing interview from last week, as well as several others. Okay? What you think? Yeah. (laughs) All right. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. And then after that, we'll be back with our special guest. The one and only entertainer par excellence, Duffy.
Breezy Gibson from the Breeze team. How would you like to see an online platform that brings you people who already indicated that they're interested in your particular type of business? Whether it's your music you're selling, hip-hop clothing, you got a restaurant or a cafe, or if you're an entrepreneur or agent for a business, visit me at breeze2cheese.com. That's using the number two, breeze2cheese.com, or click my bio link on my Instagram profile to see a live demo how this can help you get more customers and make more money. Hey, this is a chick with beats. I am a multi-genre music producer and strategist to indie artists and labels. Visit my website, thechickwithbeats.com, for resources for artists and instrumentals available in various genres for songs, vlogs, blogs, podcasts, themes, TV, film, commercials, and more. Once again, that's thechickwithbeats.com, A-C-H-I-C-K-W-I-T-B-E-A-T-Z. Let's make something happen. Hey, right here one more time. You know, we're right in the spotlight with uh, somebody who is a chief stage performer, a chief uh, music artist. <laughs> and uh, I mean, hey, I can't... Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my blow horn. I forgot my blow horn. <laughs> we can't prolong this any longer. Uh, with us, ladies and gentlemen, we're pleased on this global interview to have the one, the only, Duffy to join us today. Duffy, what's up? How are you? What is up? What is up? I'm doing great. Okay, okay. Glad to have you in the house. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. It's hot. Where are you guys at right now? And I'm in Kalamazoo, Michigan. It's still pretty warm yeah. up here. <laughs> and I'm in Atlanta. So, you know, I mean, hey, we, we and uh, so, hey, let's stir it up, man. Let's stir it up. Okay. So now, um, share with our listeners a little bit about who Duffy actually is. You know, uh, where'd you come from? And, um, you know, what is it that you represent on Earth today, Duffy? Absolutely. I am Dustin Duffy, a.k.a. Duffy, D-U-F-F-D-E, the one and only. I am originally from Dade City, Florida. I live in Tampa, Florida, but I've been all over the United States. Um, I've lived coast to coast. I'm, a, I'm real big into traveling, real big into music, arts. Um, you know, and I, I love a good view. So anytime I can get close to a beach, I like to go. <laughs> mm. Okay, 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 okay. Well, you know, as as our tradition, you know, we let the uh, a chick with beats come out with the first real, real question. So a chick with beats, the floor is yours. All right. Well, since you mentioned your love of travel, how would you say that that's affected you uh, musically as far as like inspiration goes? Uh, inspiration wise, it's been great because everywhere you go, um, different regions, different states, there's all different sounds that you learn and you get to pick up on. Um, and you get to work with different artists who have different flavors with their style of music and what they put out and, and their craft. Um, so it does influence uh, a lot because I, I like that influence. I like to learn new things. I like to try new things. I like to... Uh, uh, uh incorporate different sounds but my sound is very down south very dirty south twerk music party music that's my that's my number one main kind of music that i create and my craft mm. how important would you say that is right now um, especially since 
you know, we're kind of starting to see a shift for a while there. Like a lot of the popular music was just very slow, but it seems like people are kind of wanting to break out of that. Would you agree? Like, does that fit with I, what you've been I seeing? Would def- I would definitely agree with that. Um, no disrespect to any artist, but I've never been a, a big fan of that, that slow mumble kind of rap. Um, mm. I, I don't know the, 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 term that I want to use like I said I know disrespect I'm not trying to call out any kind of artist or anything but I, I like uh, uh, I don't know I just like for you to be able to hear the words and, and to move your body and to be energetic when my music comes on I, I like when my when my music comes on I like people to jump around I like people to be hype um, uh, kind of like uh, we bring it we bring in that yin yang twin style back to the forefront yeah definitely okay. in my opinion <laughs> okay 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 so now educate our listeners a little bit about um you know what drew you what attracted you into music you know were you like uh, uh an elementary school or like middle school high oh, school yeah. or... so i was obsessed funny story actually i was probably uh hmm, nine ten years old i i love all genres of music too that's another thing i love hip-hop i love country i love rock i love rap i love i don't really care for techno it's kind of weird uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh um so i actually uh did a karaoke at a car show when i was probably like nine ten years old and i sang uh auctioneer by john michael montgomery it's a country song a really fast paced country song uh I can't even remember the words right now off the top of my head. But I, I, that was the moment because I killed it at nine, ten years old. I, I did my thing and everybody just went crazy at the car show and that was it. I knew right then and there I was gonna be a I was gonna be a music artist of some sort. I knew it was gonna happen for me at that moment. And uh, so I moved from Day City, Florida to Atlanta, Georgia when I was 14 going on 15 and that is when I was really introduced to the culture and I was just over like joyed and I, I just it was it it was I was that kid that I, I found out how to I did everything on my own I, I, I had to I had to figure it out on my own so I, I figured out I was back in the LimeWire days where you download beats off LimeWire and um I would. I, I found this recording software where you can only record four tracks, and I would. I, I was determined. I'd make it happen. Like I would record on three tracks, and then I would record those three tracks to the fourth track, and then erase the first three, so I would have three more tracks to put on my four. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I would make it happen, and uh, um, then from there, it graduated. I, I was uh, not the most financially set individuals so i always had to do everything myself so i wanted to know how to engineer and all that so i went to college to engineer i went to the conservatory of recording arts and science in phoenix arizona and that's where i got a a, a tier four certified in pro tools and i just mastered it all (laughs) and it just hasn't stopped and i made many connections on the way oh wow <laughs> That's strong right there. That's strong right there. Um, I mean, oh, a chick with beats, go right ahead. Well, I mean, yeah, just that's an incredible journey that you mentioned. And for anybody uh, listening, 
do you have any advice for them as far as you know when to try to DIY or when to actually go forward and you know get the certifications and stuff as you have I want to be honest as far as getting all the certifications and the degrees and all that uh, you don't really have to do that anymore everything is so user-friendly you you can download pro tools go to YouTube watch a uh, an hour tutorial and the next thing you know you can be recording in Pro Tools. Now when I graduated college, you could it wasn't really that easy. You still had to hire an engineer that knew how to, you know, mix and master. Nowadays it's so easy and, and people aren't too concerned about having that top crisp sound anymore. So it's just allowed, you know, an artist on every corner to pump out a, a mixtape, which does make the market super saturated. But when you got your own style, you got your own sound. Um, you don't really worry about that kind of competition. Mm, very well said. I think okay, we need to use okay. that as a soundbite going forward. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then, so then you you progressing uh, through your career and and uh, you're making some things happen. So that's a real strong tip about you know what you did with the tracks and everything way back then. Okay, so so now, oh, I gotta ask you this. So now couple years ago when when COVID kind of came in and people were running you know away from the the public uh performances and everybody's working on the inside you know you know were you in behind the scenes creating music then or uh share with our listeners just what was going on with you then as opposed to now that all that's over and you're back out there doing your thing so what happened back then well I'm gonna get a little personal for a minute with you guys I actually thought at that moment in time that my music career was going to be done. So what happened was, and it actually had nothing to do with music. Um, uh, I have a child who lives with autism, with special needs, and it really impacted the how I was going to move forward as an artist. Because there was a moment in time where I was real nervous because um, it's hard for me and my wife because one we live in a in a shaky world so it's not like we don't we don't trust our child with just anybody so it really took me away from music because i was so focused on making sure that my child's special needs were were attended to first um and it was it makes it makes it actually very difficult to travel and do shows and do music like that and then when you said covid hit then it really just was kind of just it kind of flatlined. So while at that moment in time, there's a ton of artists that are progressing their career because they're they're taking the time to do it during COVID because that's all you can do. I actually fell back at that time. And I was working on the behind scenes, doing a lot of marketing for artists instead of performing and being the artist. Um, and that, and after, you know, when things finally calm down, nobody's worried about the jab no more. You don't gotta wear masks no more. Um, it just came back full circle and my opportunity arose again and I've been to the wall going hard with it. <laughs> Almost like from the window to the wall, right? <laughs> to the window to the wall, absolutely. <laughs> for real, real, for real, real. A chick with peace, you know anything about that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so, okay, so now, you're working on some projects now, though. Okay, so, you yeah. know, fast forward in a little bit. So, you know, what's going on? What's up with that? Well, about, let's see, what year are we in now? 2023? It yep. was 2009 was the first time I met the Ying Yang Twins. 
Uh-oh. And I... Uh, the, uh, the real Yin Yang Twins. Yes, yes. D-Rock and Kane, the real Yin Yang Twins. So okay, I, had, okay. I, had, I had a little controversy with a major artist, um, uh, Young Dro from Hustle Gang. Uh, I went to, I was actually, I got the call. I was in Clearwater, Florida. We had did some shows down there and uh, got a call. And, you know, we had a little uh, issue that we were trying to work out. Um, Ride Dirty Radio from Hot 107.9 in Atlanta, Georgia contacted me. I came up and did an interview on the radio and uh, got done with the interview. Went back to, uh, to Kennesaw, Georgia, where I had uh, some people up there working. And uh, I got a call that day from the uh, the DJ. And he's like, hey, Mr. Kali Park wants to wants to meet you. And I was like, uh, excuse me? He was like, yeah, I was Kali Park. I was like, like DJ Smurf, like Kali Park, Bubba Sparks. And he was like, yes. I was like, no way. And I was like, yeah, he wants, he wants this is his number. I need you to call him right now. I was like, all right. So I called him up, you know, and I'm, I'm like, hey, uh, how, how you doing, sir? You know, and he was like, this Duffy, I, I heard your interview and I, I, you have a sound that I need. I need, I need your sound real quick. I was just, all right. What do you want me to do? He said, I actually want you to come to the studio right now. I was like, okay. So how far is that? And he gives me the address. I was like an hour and a half away. I said, oh, dang. Whew. I got I got five five dollars and five CDs left. Mm. I gotta I gotta make I gotta I gotta make it all the way an hour and a half from Kennesaw, Georgia, down to down to College Park, and uh, or College Park. So then uh, I hit the gas station that was on the corner of the road. It was a Shell station. I sold all five CDs for two dollars. I put the fifteen dollars I had in my gas tank. I made it all the way to the studio sat down he's like played some beats for me you know i'm just kind of quiet you know just just hearing him out seeing what you got to talk about and uh uh next thing i know uh ying yang twin walks in the door and this was after i had already met him i had already met him we did a show at a place called runaround sues and marietta georgia we opened up for ying yang that was when i first got to meet him and then when they walked in he said that's what you're doing today i was like what what do you mean that's what i'm doing today he said that's what we're doing today, Ying Gang. I was like, oh, snap. All right, <laughs> let's do it. And uh, played the beat, and then I'm on the spot. It was like, yo, you got to deliver. I hopped in the booth, the same booth that Britney Spears recorded in, the same booth Soldier Boy recorded in, the same booth Ying Gang records in. And I just <laughs> closed my eyes and did my thing. And uh, I ended up getting two songs on their uh, album, uh, Aston Session. I got a song called uh, Like a Yin Yang Song, which was uh, uh, produced by uh, uh, DJ Scientist, which we can't do anything with because every four bars is sampled from all the famous Yin Yang songs. So that was kind of amazing to be able to rap on the, like, the Whistle While You Twerk instrumental and stuff like that. And then we did my single with them, which is called Wet T-Shirt and uh, provocative party music. Um, <laughs> But it, it just does something to the crowd every single time. So I know this is a little long winded. So that that was the that was like when it began, when it was like, all right, so, you know, I'm just introducing myself. We working, we dropping stuff. Um, and, and here we are, 2023. 
and I'm now signed to D Rock. He started his own label called Two Lit Entertainment, and then he signed me to his label. Now, all these years, I've done many shows with the twins. I've done a lot of back end marketing. Um, anytime anybody in the family has a new business they want to start, I'm usually the one that, that people come to to get a website built, to get some social media marketing going, because it's just kind of my skill set. And uh, he hit me, D Rock hit me, he said, Hey, it's time for you. It's time for it's time for Dusty. I was like, <laughs> Let, let's go. So it's been about eight months now. Um, I've recorded a few songs, uh, and, and it, we were we work real seamlessly together. And I and I messaged D Rock literally like it was. I I, I bounced out the track at five thirty this morning, and I sent it to him. He immediately read it, um, and, and listened to the song. And hit me back. Said that's the one. That's it. That's it. So I, I, I like that's a great feeling when you record a song five thirty in the morning. I'm gonna shoot it off to the Yin Yang Twins, to D Rock and the Yin Yang Twins. I'm gonna say, hey, let me know what you like, what you don't like. I'm gonna try something new, and, and you know, I, I be ready. I be ready with my notepad to, uh, I be ready with my notepad to, you know, all right, what do you want me to change? And he's like, I don't want you to change nothing. I love it. Next song, let's get That's it. What's up? Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> man. Look, man. Hey, this is just this is chapter one of the mm -hmm. Duffy experience, okay? Because, uh, on our show, because hey, the door is open for you to come through anytime you want, man. Mm -hmm. When you got news or things that you're working on, and when you just want to kick back and put your feet up and just share some stuff man <laughs> you know because well, i got just... stories for days <laughs> whoa i got stories whoa. for days and, and when me getting into the industry um it it, it kind of became an obsession it was like i don't care so much about to be in a rapper that everybody knows my songs like just put me in the industry and one way or another you know, put me in the industry because that's just where i belong it doesn't matter if i'm marketing if i'm making beats if i'm uh uh uh, rapping, it doesn't matter. Just, I wanted to be in the industry so bad. Um, like that club I was telling you about earlier, Runaround Sues, I used to open up for a lot of artists. Um, I was with Cash Clip, Louie, Blitz, um, these local artists out in Georgia. And we would just, every weekend, we were trying to do showcases. Every every other weekend, they would bring an artist out. And it was one of us getting to open up for the artist because we just got in so good with the club. It was like, hey, we got an event, Duffy, you performing? All right, cool, let's go. And uh, um, and I would just boom, boom, boom. And so I remember one night uh, they had Travis Porter and Waka Flocka come through. This is back in the early days, 2010, back in, you know, back in, oh, let do it. Oh, like when, <laughs> when Waka first, when he first came out. And uh, that was my first time uh, seeing Travis Porter. And oh my God, I, I and Roscoe Dash, that that was like my, I, I was obsessed. Between the Yin Yang Twin sound and the Travis Porter, Roscoe Dash sound, I knew that in between those two styles was Duffy. Mm. And, and um, so I ended up, I also, another thing that I do is uh, we break dance on roller skates. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's called jam skating. <laughs> uh, Two-time national team champion, 2007, 2008. Um, uh, uh, me and my little brother, Raekwon, our dad, uh, Kawan Mayo, and we just, we just took off. And uh, uh, 
so I presented myself to uh, his name is Charlie. It was Travis Porter's uh, manager. And I said, you know, I got something I want you to see. You know, and I think it looked dope for Travis Porter shows. So he was like, let me see what you got. I threw my skates on. I did a quick little two minute set. They said, we're taking you on the road. So I was traveling all through Georgia and Florida with Travis Porter, um, break dancing during the middle of their shows. One of my favorite ones, we did the Travis Porter movie premiere with uh, Travis Porter, Little John uh, at Center Stage Arena in Atlanta. And I, man, the whole place was packed and I knew I had a 30 second set and I was just waiting for that, that go shorty, shorty, go shorty, shorty, go. I don't know if you remember that song from Travis Porter and that was my cue. And I would, I would run, I would slide out backwards on my roller skates, do a big old backflip, start doing hopping on my hands, doing all a crowd go crazy every <laughs> single time. It is like for any artist out there listening, if you want something different on your stage besides girls twerking or you trying to throw money around get you a jam skater people love that people love that and uh um, so then you know of course being in those situations you you get connections now i'm at the clubs with other people i'm sending vip i'm talking to uh nfl players i'm talking to basketball players i'm talking to uh uh uh, people in the industry all, all kinds of stuff so and, and I always, I'm always humble enough to know that I can learn something from everybody I talk to. So I'm always all ears. I don't just always have to have the floor. Sometimes I like to just sit there and listen to other people talk. I like to listen to what other people are complaining about so I don't have to deal with what they're dealing with. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I just really focus and things like that. Uh, another time we opened up for Pastor Troy. I'm opened up so now i'm in vip talking to pastor troy the next thing i know i'm babysitting his son jordan while mixing down his ringtones on one of his albums in his home what yeah <laughs> I'm not, I, i've i've been around you know like and, and i just now finally my opportunity I, I i paid my dues i've done the mixtapes i've done the and that's a crazy thing it, there i have done a lot of music um and then it's not a whole lot of music out there. You know, you got artists that are dropping mixtapes every single month and they're not making no noise because their business relations suck. Okay, got yeah, 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 yeah. Well, look, the um, man, you just opened a door to some 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 fantastic um, views for all our listeners wherever they are. And so, like I said a while ago, hey, this is just chapter one. And uh, you know our doors open. We want you back now. Where do people go that uh, that you know can go and buy your music from you as is, or follow you uh, on on the uh, net, different places where they can keep up with you and then buy your music? Well, who is Duffy? W H O I S D U F F E. That's my handle on Instagram, on TikTok, um, and then on Facebook. I usually keep. Facebook more geared towards uh, my more business-minded friends, but it's Dustin Duffy on there. Uh, Duffy with a Y on Facebook. Um, Spotify, D-U-F-F dot E. Pretty much anywhere. You just Google me. I'm going to pop up. I've got songs that go back 10 plus years at this point. Okay. 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 Well, look, like I say, the clock is is just strangling us on the wall right now. So, um, a chick with peach, you got any final thoughts before we we roll out of here? Yeah, actually, I just want to say I've noticed um, throughout this entire time we've been talking, there's kind of been an underlying theme of being ready. 
So, you know, yep. it's one thing to have these opportunities come, but, you know, you've, you've put yourself in a position where you were always ready to capitalize on them when they happen. And I Absolutely. think that that's an awesome thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, uh, like right now, the, I, I like I said at the very beginning, I love to travel and I always make it so I can travel. That's why I don't have to. I, I The reason why I obsessed with the marketing and doing all that was so I could financially be set. All my bills are taken care of. I don't have to wake up and, oh, I got to go clock in and do this job. Now, I made sure I secured my financial situation. So that way, if, if D-Rock calls me and says, hey, I need you in Little Rock, Arkansas, sending your ticket. All right, I'm on the way. So I don't, you know, so like you said, got to stay ready um, and I'll always be ready. Okay, and so now, so they can follow you on IG at Who Is Duffy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, all right. Well, look, let's uh, let's stay in touch, man. And and uh, oh, and that Who Is Duffy, it'll, it'll lead them to your your sounds and music and stuff, right? Yep. You, okay, get a, cool. you can directly get a hold of me. Make sure you get the account with the little blue check. That way, you know it's actually me. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, look. Ladies and gents, you've been hearing the illustrious voice of our guest, Duffy. He's been sharing. He's been educating. He's been been just <laughs> blowing the place up and everything. But we're going to keep that door open in the uh, next soon, the, 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 the soon future, the uh, coming around the corner future. So uh, to get, have you come back and educate our listeners a little bit more and, and um, delve and dig a little bit deeper into this great career you got going on. Thank you so much. The one and only Duffy with the blue check for stopping by. <laughs> hey, like you said, if it doesn't have that check, guys. it ain't if it doesn't have that check, it ain't him. So, you know. So uh, but yeah. And uh peace be with you and all your travels and everything. And so yeah, thanks for stopping by. One last word from you is Be ready. The album's dropping real soon. Okay. And if you gotcha. haven't already, go download D Rock's new album. It's everywhere, live mixtapes, Spotify, Apple. It's called uh, America's Most Wanted. And it's just, I'm just D-Rocking. Um, my album's up next, and I'm on his next one called Do or Die. So be on the lookout for that. Gotcha, gotcha. The one and only Duffy, y'all. Thanks for stopping by. Peace. All right, and that does it for this week's edition of Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson. Once again, we thank you for joining us. It's been a fabulous time. We thank our home stations, Grander Radio out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Sparks Radio out of Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm already looking forward to next week. How about you? Yeah, yeah. You know, the beat never stops, you know, so uh, we're not going to drop. And uh, <laughs> it's really kind of uplifting. You know, actually hearing the, the music industry news, hearing your beats, hearing the, the voices of our guests. And, uh, you know, so but we thank you first and foremost, all the listeners, no matter where you are, anywhere around the globe for joining in with us one more time. And uh, let's kick it. Most definitely. So till next time, you know where to find us. Tune in. Tell a friend. We'll see you then. Peace. Peace. <laughs>